we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. And I'm John Mitchell. So today we've got uh, a topic that I think you you guys will find interesting. Um, You know, life is all about growing and and evolving intellectually. And so my the topic today is really do you have a system for growing and do you have a system for reviewing what you've learned in the past? And with that as a the subject, I'll, I'll share with you sort of my system. Uh, and Kelly, then you tell us yours. But, you know, so I have a system where um, uh, I pick basically three three podcasts that I follow, you know, uh, that are relative to uh, entrepreneurs and, and to uh, uh, sports coaches. And so I have three different podcasts that I follow. And um, every Monday, I look and see what episodes, what new episodes are there. And I pick two specific episodes out of those three different podcasts. And I listen uh, to two of the episodes during the week. But and that's how it evolves every week for, for me. And I, I uh, send myself in an email uh, those episodes that I'm going to listen to on Monday so that I really start listening uh, Monday at lunch and then through the end of the week. But um, the other thing I, I'm big on is is recording what I'm learning. Uh, and I have a, a place that when I like read a book, uh, I'll take notes and then I'll record the notes in this particular book. Uh, uh, file that I have. And so I'm tracking what I'm learning. And and lately, I've been tracking what I've been learning every week by looking at what I'm writing in my thinking tablet, which is this technique of thinking two times a week. Um, but that's how I do it. And so Kelly, tell us how you do it. And then I want to talk a little deeper about why, you know, reviewing what you're learning is important. So how do you how do you do it? So I've got um, part of what I do each week. Um, So I have a review that I do each week and it's part of my planning session for the following week. So um, whatever I listen to, as far as the, uh, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it was a specific training that I did, or, um, you know, we've we've got a monthly learning, team learning uh, growth session that we do. And so it could be the download from that. But basically, I'll use voice notes while I'm listening to it, because a lot of the time I'm doing something like getting ready in the morning or I'm on the treadmill. So something really like jumps out at me. I'm like, okay, I need to and I need to be thinking about that more deeply. I'm using I'm putting it into my thinking session. 
you know, it might even be an episode that I will go back and cause I'll timestamp it. Like, okay, I need to come back to 10 minutes and 30 seconds because everything from there for the next five minutes was like really the essence of what I want to be thinking more deeply about. Right. And so um, I go through that process during the week. And then on Sunday, I'm looking at, okay, when I did my thinking session, were there any, like what action items were there? Um, you know, what were my takeaways? Do any of those need to go on to my um, calendar for the next week as far as planning is concerned? Or So I'm looking at it. I, I haven't been looking at it specifically in terms of what did I learn Um it's more so, okay, like what were my key takeaways? And then if there were any action items as a result of those thinking sessions, am I moving this project forward or what I learned forward? Um, or how do I move it forward by getting it on my calendar and making the space for it the following week? So that's kind of right. been my process. Right. You know, I, th I think probably when people hear how we do it, they're like, whoa, that's that's way too complicated for me. <laughs> um, and, but it doesn't have to be. You know, you, you're listening to two people that are serious growers, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but you do have to have a simple system, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, system to, to grow, uh, such as, you know, setting up what you're going to grow, uh, what you're going to listen to at the start of the week and then listen to it by the end of the week. That's pretty simple and that's powerful. Uh, but um, one of the things I sort of see, though, is that once you learn something, oftentimes you'll forget it unless you go back and and read it again. And so that's the next iteration to growing is is capturing those really powerful things you're learning and review them. And and it, it sticks in my head, this idea that um, that it's better to read one great book 10 times than 10 good books. And, mm -hmm. and I'm a big believer in that. And, and so along that lines, you have to, you have to record those things that you're learning so that, you know, like I do it once a quarter, the first week of the new quarter, I'm going to go back and review all the notes I had for the past quarter and probably for the past year. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and it's pretty powerful. And I was, and, as we launch into this whole idea, I was uh, this week looking at what I learned uh, last quarter. And, and I think the most powerful thing I learned was what we, we had a podcast episode on this a while back where you have to tune into reality uh, because reality is the, the most efficient way things work. And so if you, you know, don't tune into reality. Let's say, let's say you're in a business and you're sort of going along, but you're oblivious to, uh, are we getting more sales? Are, uh, are more and more leads coming in or is the opposite having happening? Fewer leads are coming in. You know, you've got to tune in to reality and, and see what is it telling you? You may not like it, but the sooner you tune into reality and adjust your behavior so that the results that reality is giving you are more favorable, you're always going to struggle. And, and I never, I never really got this um, as deep as I do today. Uh, what do you think was this past, say since the start of the year, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've gotten? 
I would think, and, and listen, I know, I knew this, you know, um, but common sense isn't always common practice. Right. So, um, you know, one of the key things for me is really, um, I've been able to exponentially change and I've got a great mindset, but, you know, honestly, um, you know, with everything that's been going on in the world and with, you know, just all of this uncertainty and, you know, we know that our, we naturally um, are fearful, you know, um, uh, our, our, our brains are geared for that. And so um, for me, it was, I got rid of every um, news, social media, app, anything on my phone. Mm-hmm. I limit my intake of the news because I want to stay informed, but right. it doesn't need to be on in the office. It doesn't need to be on in the background, filling my brain with anxiety and everything, mm-hmm. even though maybe I'm not really listening to it. Your brain is yeah, is right. there, you know, so I think um, turning that off, being very intentional about how I consume those things um, and at what time of day and like really dialing that in because the life, the role of an entrepreneur, of a business owner, of it, like it's all b- b- what's happening in your mind, in your mindset. Right. And um, so really protecting that, protecting um, what you're allowing, the input that you're allowing into your life and into right. your, um, you know, your brain. And so, and I, again, I knew these things, but you just fall into some old patterns and, uh, you know, so back into my visualization, it went um, so that I could correct some of that behavior that was just um, on autopilot. um, And um, it made a huge difference. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking uh, a while ago. You know, life is a state of mind. Yep. And so how are you controlling your state of mind? Yep. Um, you know, the other thing that I, I noticed that was a big one for me uh, last quarter was that just the pure power of doing what you say you're going to do and how, as, as you and I have learned in coaching people, you know, everybody says they do what they say they're going to do. And then when they when you really sort of dig a little deeper, uh, oftentimes you see that they're doing it maybe 40 percent of the time. And and this is such an aha moment with people. Uh, and, and it's sort of a good and a bad thing. You know, they discover that they're not doing it and they feel bad about it. But then, you know, you teach them how that if now you're conscious of doing what you say you're going to do, it'll make them way more conscious about what they say they will, they will do. And then they'll actually do it. And, and of course it's easy to articulate this in our um, life GPS template and that, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do both with myself and other people. But I see that when people really embrace this, they typically get twice as much done from just, that mindset shift, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we talk about um, how precious life is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, so when you're very intentional, you know, about, and having a sense of urgency about life, about Mm -hmm. what you say yes to, and this goes back to what you were just talking about, the things that you commit to doing and, and following through and doing them, the thing, you know, you begin to filter everything through 
that like, hey, listen, is this aligned with my, you know, no. Can I really get this done in the time limit? No. So um, so you start um, editing mm-hmm. the things you're saying yes to, and then watch what happens as far as momentum. If you're really um, have a lot of clarity around what your goals are, what you want, you know, what you want to achieve, how you want to show up, you know, and then you start um, planning and acting in alignment with that. And then keeping your word to yourself, the momentum, you know, it just happens so quickly and you get so much more done because you're not doing all that fluffy stuff that you shouldn't have said yes to, to begin with. And then you're not uh, diluting any of your energy by being stressed about the fact you committed to something that you really aren't going to do, you know, or you haven't done and you let somebody down and there's this whole cascade that happens that just shifts your energy and slows everything down. And so when you do this, the way you just, John, with that, keeping your word to yourself, oh my gosh, right? it shifts everything. Right. You know, using our technique, one of the things I notice is, is, uh, of course, I feel big time guilt if I don't do something I say I'm going to do, which Mm -hmm. is great. You know, that guilt is a powerful uh, thing. And so I'm glad it's there. But if, if I actually see that I didn't do something I said I'm going to do. I'm going to by God do it the next time. And if I see that I it doesn't happen again, I'm going to change the wording in my visualization in terms of what I'm how I'm saying it mm-hmm. because evidently my subconscious mind doesn't like how I'm saying it or doesn't appreciate the importance of whatever it is. Uh, it's but, John. It's so interesting that you say that because in my life GPS or visualization, I change the wording. Um, to be, I'm deliberate and intentional mm-hmm. about what I say yes and what I say no to. Yeah. So like now I've trained myself that in the moment, I rarely will give somebody an answer. I, I slow down because my mm-hmm. my autopilot, that 95% right. that yeah. you mentioned subconscious, happens subconsciously, would be to just write in the moment. Um, right. Well, that gets me nowhere. So by saving that space, then I'm able to slow down and say, okay, here are my goals. Here's really, let me get a realistic picture. Is this aligned? Does this make sense for me to, uh, to commit to this? Um, and then I can circle back with the person and say, no, graciously, you know, right. or agree to do it. Um, but I'm deliberate and intentional. And by using those specific words, those words work for me. Um, right. You know, so I love that just, again, those little nuances where you can shift something and it makes all the difference in the world. Right. You know, uh, one final thing that, that that'll, that's interesting that I observe about life is how beneficial the wisdom of other people can be relative to your life. And, and I was thinking, I was watching this new show on, uh, on uh, Apple TV about uh, uh, Boris Becker. Remember Boris Becker, the yep. tennis player? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he ended up yeah, when he won Wimbledon a couple of times, and he, uh, but he ended up going to jail for tax fraud, mm-hmm. and and it's an interesting uh, uh, story. But I remember, and I, I I don't know if I ever told you this, but you know my claim to fame in high school was uh, uh, I won the district's singles title in tennis three years in a row, which wow. nobody nobody had had. Of course, <laughs> this is for Texas. 
Catholic high schools, which, you know, means, you know, probably any public school kid could beat me. But, but <laughs> you know, I wanted three years in a row, the district and was second in the state. And um, and, you know, I never really took tennis at all that serious. Uh, I was naturally good at it because when I was in uh, seventh and eighth grade, uh, a friend of mine and I just played all the time and we mm-hmm. were just we just got good. And uh, my main sport was football. But I'm watching this Boris Becker thing and I'm like, boy, I tell you, you know, I would have loved for somebody in my life to come to me and say, now, John, how, how first of all, how important is this tennis to you? Uh let me point out something to you. You're going to be as good as you make yourself good. It's not going to be how talented you are. It's how hard you work to be good at tennis. That's what's going to determine it. And I know if if I heard that, I'm like, wow, I thought I just thought some people were more gifted. No, that that is generally not the, the case. It's who's working the hardest. Um, and and. You know, I also would have probably told myself that uh, look who your coach is. He's the algebra teacher. He's not really a, <laughs> he's not really a, you know, tennis coach. If you're serious about this, get a real coach. And, and I see how transformative sort of those two little piece of his, pieces of advice would have been. And I would have been a much better tennis player than I was. But I also see how that plays out in people's lives like what you and I teach people and and we've we've seen it you know once they get it it's like whoa it's a whole new perspective a whole new level of of happiness and success from doing this thing that somebody teaches them to do that they had to learn from the top book in the world on success but you know the point of it is that the wisdom of other people can change your life so Absolutely. No, I think it's so um, important. There's no in, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. And the cool thing is, is that we live in a time now where you've got access to like anything mm-hmm. you want to learn, anything right. like you can get advice from the people at the top of their game, you know, by Googling, you know, right. and, um, and doing some search, searches and starting to get that input of, you know, mentorship, so mentorship from afar. And again, the wisdom of others. So, and I love this, John, it's such a great, um, it's so important to, you know, understand that. And, and I'll, I'll also say chat GPT is going to change the world. I say that with a hundred percent confidence. I just, uh, have been learning about chat GPT, uh, through Darren Hardy, and I'm giving it to the, uh, 17 head coaches at the University of Texas. And just this, just what you said, you know, you can Google it. Well, the next evolution of Googling it is using chat GPT to learn things. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, buckle up because it's, uh, it's coming on uh, strong. With that said, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.